0: Hey, what's going on guys? I hope you're all doing well. My name is Cody and you're listening to The Stutterer. And for this episode, I wanted to further elaborate on what I was talking about during the last episode, kind of leading from that. And I've heard loud and clear of how many people are really listening to this podcast. And truly I wouldn't know until I heard it from some of my viewers and knowing that it really motivates me to really do more with how I talk about things, how I elaborate and how much longer I make these episodes to really talk about what really matters. And especially to in today's world where it seems like all the things that really matter are kind of being pushed away for just trying to survive and People just want to hear something good for once. And that was the reason I made this podcast was to really start talking about all the things that the world needs to hear when for so long, I've, all the things that I say, all the episodes I talk about were, were built around the idea of prioritizing the heart, and what really matters in this life, it really comes down to how much of an impact you make in this world and the legacy you leave behind, not just the money you make. There's so much more to it than just that. Because really, if you are only wealthy, and but there's not much to it, you just did it the normal way just working jobs you wouldn't have the satisfaction of knowing you made an impact that people would remember your name for it's just it really doesn't hold any value in uh, in the essence of it and through so many times through the gospels people ask christ how they can be a disciple how they can see the kingdom of heaven and and he's said give up all of your possessions and follow me give up all of all of the world and follow me and the reason he said that was because so much of this life is built around those possessions our pride is built around the money we have the possessions we have and if people struggle or focus on something else besides that, then it's seen as foolish. It's built purely for a, for a career, in a sense, to build up your pride. And when he tells all of the crowds that to see the kingdom of heaven, you have to give up all that you have, he's saying that to truly understand what life means and is built around, you have to be able To focus on the fact that your value and what the impact you make on this world is not how wealthy you are. It's the heart of what you're doing. Because they never condemn wealth. They never say that it's wrong because through all of the Old Testament, finances are a part of virtue. But not simply as a rule, but as the heart of it knowing what foundation you're building, like a kingdom that's going to be built all around you. And you want to leave a legacy that really matters. And leading on from the last episode, talking about the storyline of the Bible, what I'm leading to is all of it is one epic love story. It is the story of a God who was and still is, leading into the salvation of his people and all who would choose to believe. And to be a king, to be God and Lord over all, truly worthy is when those same people who worship him also see him down with them, fighting those battles, bleeding with them. And that was the role Christ played was that he wanted to show that he loves every last one of them and he wants to to live with them, to bleed with them, to suffer with them and show them that there is hope and there is always a better way. And all of the Old Testament up to the New Testament was that promise. He made a promise since the beginning of time to Abraham saying that I will establish you. I will establish you. And so many people want results right now. They ask the Lord to do something right now, but it's so difficult to comprehend that he is working all of it together, but more than any word in the Bible, you'll see the word wait, wait on the Lord, wait for his, for his grace, wait for his victory because he's working all of it together because it wouldn't be the same satisfaction if he just gave it to you instantly. You have to see it all unfold and see that he was watching over it the whole time and Through so many points in scripture, with all of these empires through history falling and rising, the people who believed in him were never harmed. They would would just transfer from one to the other, which one prime example of that was Daniel, which y'all would remember Daniel and the lion's den, which at the time Jerusalem was seized by Babylon, and their people were brought to their empire, and Daniel was spared and ended up becoming a part of the the government. He became a a well-known prophet for them, and through him, showed God's power when when the king's king's advisors told him that if they truly, truly believe that he is the king, then they should ban all worship to show that they answer to their king. And Daniel opposed that, and then he was thrown into the lion's den, and the Lord proved that he was still with him. And the king executed all of those advisors and then made Daniel the the prime minister and really he seated god's authority and power in a kingdom that that almost equaled the Ro- um the roman empire at its time so many circumstances can happen and we don't know what's going on or why it's happening and the lord leads us through it all and as it's said that the waves won't overtake you. He will lead you through it all. And Isaiah, which I need to actually pull it back up. I had, I, I was just looking at it. First one was Isaiah 43 two, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames won't set you ablaze. Which in that same storyline was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which were told to worship the idol, they didn't, and were thrown into the furnace, and they were shown to be spared, and the king praised the glory of God. He will always show his his power through all things, but in the overreaching scope of all of it, in the Bible, you will see that he continued this promise to establish them and to give them salvation in a world that's broken through all of it, all the way to Christ, when he knew that once they were established, he had to show that he loves them and wants the best for them. But you can't do that when you're sitting in in this unseen seat of power where, someone, where the world is bound by sin and you have to abide by blood debts, where if if there is a sin to be avenged, then it has to be punished. You can't you can't show people love forever that way. It's strength for conquest, but then eventually they have to they have to know this God. they have to be close with him, and to do that, he has to show himself as a man and to show that he wants to suffer with them and bleed with them. And to really really understand the weight of that. There is the aspect of spiritual warfare where there is light and the dark. And when the first sin occurred, it let darkness into the world where all of flesh and the earth itself is ruled by, by the prince of the earth, which is the devil, where even now after the cross, most Christians would believe that once you accept everything becomes easy, but that's not true. It's actually the opposite. It puts a target on you for the reason that it's almost like warfare, where this world is ruled by evil. And what the cross did was, was liberate our souls from that blood debt. And now we have a choice to live. And no matter what the devil could try to do, he has no say over that anymore. Our deaths, well, our, our souls are our claimed. So whether death or in life we're all safe and secure but you have to make that choice to believe to be claimed and those who are not within the holy spirit the devil has free reign to cause all the all of that chaos and that is why the lord from the beginning of time fought to save his people because if they did not have A God to serve, to worship, to know they would all be lost and fall into constant chaos, warfare, and destruction. And God is, he was showing them the way. That's why he's called the shepherd. Where he needs to show his people the way. Because, as also scripture says, that the heart is born of every evil who can understand it. Where what is wise in your eyes can be. Corrupt because your heart is telling you one thing, but God says otherwise, and He wants to lead you to life. Because love does not always affirm. Love tells someone if they're doing wrong so that they have the best result for their life. They don't constantly say they're doing okay, because then that's just, in essence, it's actually the same as condemning them. Because if they're doing something wrong, but you continue to say okay and you know they're doing something wrong, then you're letting it, it, happen. What God was doing from the beginning of time was leading his people to a better place. And through all of history, specific figures were chosen, and most of their stories were in irony. They were people you would least expect. And there's a reason for that. It's because all of the humanity of people were... Uh, what I mean by that is that we've all suffered. We've all been through hard times. We've Every day brings more trouble. And through the Gospels, Christ, most people think that they have this generalization that the Bible is just telling them, don't do this, do that. And they they feel like it's oppressing their freedom of choice, but it's actually... The opposite, it liberates them so they know the best way to live for the best result of their life. And Christ never went to the religiously established. He went to the sinners. He went to the outcasts. He went to the people who the world told them they were nothing, but Christ saw them and knew they could be the best of them because they know what suffering looked like. They know what pain and hurt looked like. And the purpose of him coming to this earth is to save those who have no, no knowledge of how to, how to be rescued when they feel like the world has abandoned them. Those are the people who look for help. And that is where he would go to them and tell them that they are worthy to be saved. He sat with thieves, um, prostitutes, tax collectors, all of these people that the world couldn't stand he sat with them because they know what hurt looked like and he condemned the pharisees because they lived by the law for their own pride it was not in a heart of love and that is what he was telling them was that these laws are meant to lead you to a better life not to bolster your own ego and saying i've done this i'm better than you he went to the people who least who the world said least deserved love because they knew what it's like to not to not feel wanted and desired and those people are they have the greatest potential because as paul said when i am weak i am strong because you know how to reach people you have the heart of knowing that you have a story where you you struggled, you hurt, and you can relate to people on that level because all of us go through that. If someone had all the money and the world went and didn't go through pro- through problems, didn't know what hurt looked like, well, people would call them out on that. They would say, how could you know what we go through when you've sat on your throne? And Christ came down from that throne to show that He wants to he wants to feel what we feel. He wants to show himself faithful and saying that you are worthy, even if the world says you're not. The reason for this life is, the reason for this existence is because through all of time, he's been fighting to save us, to give us rescue, to give us hope again. And once you accept his love and everything he wants to give you, Still, the world will try to stop you in every way they can, because we fight a war of light versus dark. The devil knows that he can't stop the Holy Spirit. And those who have accepted it, he then wants to stop, because he has his throne of power over all of this. And he wants to sabotage it as much as he can, because now now it's a threat. And the greatest... Comparison that I've always pictured. These days with modern modern culture, which primarily led from technology and the way it's changed people, people forgot what the word honor meant. Where your worth and virtue is based around integrity, even when no one is looking to serve the greater good, to know who your life is owed to. And to uphold that virtue, no matter if anyone would tell you to stop, you continue to. Because, as love and promises state, once you make that promise, you are bound to it. Even to your own life, even to bear a cross as Christ did, because he made a promise to love them and he would bear all of the sin of this world and put himself up on a cross to be executed. He showed that he loved us enough that he wanted to give himself to fulfill that promise. And that is what true Christians have to be built around is honor, sacrifice. And as Christ said, there's no greater love than this than someone who would lay down their life for another without hesitation, no, com- no compromise. If it means giving them a chance true Christians and people who follow his word would see all of those who hurt and have no way of helping themselves and would come to their aid the very same way that Christ came to theirs. It's bound by honor because even Paul said over and over that we are slaves to it. But what he means by that is we're bound by that debt. We're bound to serve the Lord because he saved our lives. And it's meant to echo through all of history to say we should do the same for the rest of the world. And what social media has done has done the opposite effect. It's withdrawing and serving yourself to see how far you can get and survive while trampling on everyone around you. In a world of pain where everybody hurts more and more and more, begging for someone to see them, to save them. And there's no one who came to their aid. Like the Good Samaritan where they, where this man was beaten and hurt on the side of the road while everybody walked past him. And only one man came to save him, shelter him, and he, and help him to recover. There's so many in this life who will proclaim that they're Christians or say that they know this or that, but then they will walk right past people like that. And it really, that shows the true essence of what the heart is, is when you understand what it's like to be broken and hurt. That is why Christ went after the outcast. It's the reason that I can talk the way that I do is because with my stuttering, I was always alone. I, I connect on that level. I, I, I understand. I know. And I don't talk about it very often. Cause it's difficult to um, like to explain the current situation, but I've seen all of the, all of scripture in motion because a few years back, right before COVID started, I, was on mission work in uganda and i met this this girl um and we ended up connecting and eventually falling in love because we both connected on a level where she had she still has nothing she most of her family is gone in uganda people don't have the same opportunity that these other the these other nations do you can work all day and make only three dollars maximum and she had nothing and she worked for this christian boarding school for kids who don't have a home or are orphans and through all of that country most people have no idea what it's like to truly be helpless when you can't help yourself and no one sees you or hears you And I fell in love with the fact that even then she was still so faithful to the Lord and showed more, uh, what's the word? More integrity and heart than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. And, And we're engaged and I plan to come back invite her here and there's a certain process we have to be able to get her a visa or citizenship. She's born and raised in Uganda. And right after that COVID occurred and Uganda suffered one of the longest lockdowns in world history, which was 83 weeks. And we had to go, we still are going through a long distance relationship that has lasted for two years now we're still going through it and because of the struggle that we've had i've had to be able to i need the struggle is that i have to be able to establish our situation which takes a significant amount of breathing room financially to be able to bring her here and through all that time i made sure she was safe i i Established an apartment for her. I've made sure she's fed. She has a place to. I'm just I'm just sleeps safely at night and. With every time I've given her support, she's been so surprised because most people would give up if they have to go through something, something like that. But I. Always tell her that I made a promise, as she did, to love you. And even if it means giving everything up, I won't stop. And because it's the same way the Lord loved me, where I know he would give, he he did give everything, no matter what. If he made a promise to save you, he will save you. And you're bound by honor, bound by blood to do so. And I witnessed almost spiritual warfare right when I, while we've been going through this, because as I have, every person in our lives has turned their back on us, almost like we are targeted. like Because f- what we've done is while she's still been there, with the support that I've given her, she still works for that boarding school, and we have outreach for these people, her family, those around her where we continue to have mission work done and my writing and speaking is, is spoken there too. While we've been going through all of this, even my own family who have always been outspoken and adamant Christians have told us that what we've been doing is foolish, but what we've been doing is exactly what we're called to do is seek out those who have nothing. We have given them hope. We've spoken of the Lord And right as we've started all of this because before her i lived in america i truly didn't didn't understand or know but seeing that side of the world there's something clicks in your heart where you realize what life is really about knowing my fiance being with her talking we've um to put it in perspective we've talked every single day for the last two years we've never missed a day i stay up with her at night i work at night and I stay with her because really we're all that we have. She, and it's been, it's been hard because she has no way of working. She wants to do something, but to move it takes a significant amount of work. And I do have a GoFundMe that I can put in the description of this podcast that is related to that. But during this time, we've also been more connected spiritually than we ever have been because this is that virtue in action. It's showing how far we're willing to go when all hope is lost, when it can seem like we have nothing left. How far are we willing to go to keep showing that love until the very end? And I have seen all of it in motion where it's like, it was almost like there was a target put on our back. The minute we started to do something because before I really just, I just wrote, I, I, posted online but it really didn't do much but i did read all the time but it felt like i was stagnating like it wasn't reaching anybody the same way with most american christians where they only speak within their church groups and don't extend beyond that that was the mistake of the disciples in acts which is where paul was far more effective because he reached out paul's influence and his people's influence almost directly attributed to the fall of the roman empire that is how powerful Christianity became. It's because it was a revolution that changed the world, that spread through history from that point on. And the disciples only remained in Israel, where these people have heard the word of God. And the Lord calls us to go make disciples of all nations. And ever since I met my fiance and what we've been going through, all of those troubles began. But during that time is when we've done the most for this world. Because through our work, I have the way that I've supported her and the people she's then gone to outreach has reached easily more than 500 people. And during that time, I've had more troubles with my family and those around me because they've always claimed that like even this podcast, the mission work they've claimed to all is foolish because I'm not focusing on myself and money. Um, the fact that i'm focusing on this because it's different that is the basis of why they call it foolish and it really made me realize that the devil does start to throw everything up like he's stopping you from moving mountains he stop, like or trying to i should say trying to because the lord has has carried us safely even through all the pain and the strain of having to deal with long long distance knowing that the one you love is across the earth and you can't hold them, you can't kiss them and make sure that they're okay. I still carried on because I made her a promise as she knows that she made one too, that she's going to carry through to the end. We're more spiritually connected to God than we ever have been. And that, and we've, it's almost felt like a war where I have done this all alone, completely alone because it's just it's such a strange thing with america the way that we're so blessed with opportunity but then with that comes a responsibility to love those around you and instead what they do to this day the reason why the economy is getting worse is greed corruption and pulling that all in so they can benefit themselves like they're stashing it all the way, which is the opposite of what the Lord said. He's, that's why he said, give it all away. Do not store your possessions here. Give it all up because you will not do anything for this world. If you're keeping it like that and building your ego and pride around it, you will be worthless to the work of the Lord. You have to be able to reach out and help those because there are people in this world who have no way out. You they would look everywhere left and right. And I felt that pain because, because every day I am on the edge of providing for myself and her because I do it all alone and you are the most effective when you are willing to give everything up on a cross the same way the Lord did. That is the single most important virtue of all. And leading from that that is why we're told that we are the hands and feet of the Lord we are the working of his hand through all of this people sometimes will picture that God can just come down striking lightning and fire and saving you in one grand victory and in the end he will but that's the that's the purpose from the last episode, when I mentioned the Holy Spirit, that is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. It works within us. It connects all of us. We each have our role. We each have our part to play in this grand story. And nothing will happen until we accept that calling. It's, it's almost like a soldier or a, a knight being called to duty, to battle knowing that they would have to potentially give everything up, but they are the front line of this war. There is no one else who will do it but you. You have to think of it like that. There is no one else who will do it. And until you do something, this world will fall into flames, chaos, and warfare, all of which are born of sin and almost this kind of madness where it will continue to darken and become a greater evil until you stand up against it. It really is warfare. And it's, it's almost like you have to picture of it almost like these days how there's Marvel, DC. I always um, pictured Star Wars, to be honest. The Jedi always replicate. Th- to me, that always felt like that's what it was, where the Jedi have unique and called upon abilities that no one else has. And they are the peacekeepers and they travel all through the galaxy to be able to to solve and help all of those who who are in need. It's, It's the working of God. It is his hand, just like how the Jedi wield the force. It's like you have a power invested in you. You have the same power in you that can raise the dead, and you have to fully accept his calling for you And that's why the Lord said, give up all your possessions, because so much in this life is built around money. It's built around ego and pride and how you've built yourself up. But the minute death comes and with a snap of the finger, just with a snap of the finger, all of that goes away. Your name fades away. And then it's to the next person. That is why none of that matters until you impact lives. And I've had to witness that single Handedly through what I've struggled with, with my fiance and she even breaks out in tears all the time, just asking how I could go so far. And I always tell her that I made you a promise and I won't stop until I see this done. I won't let you go because if I was in that seat and you had no way out, no one to help you to save you and no one cared. You would be begging and looking for anybody to help you. And that's why the Lord says, love your neighbors, you love yourself. you That's why he looked to those who had nothing because they understand that pain. You can't be effective if you've never understood it, which is how my family has, tra- has treated it, telling me that I should stop because they've always been wealthy and strong financially. They've never really seen the side of the world that uganda or india afghanistan all of these countries where people beg for their lives every day and don't know if they're going to survive the next day no one can truly understand until they've seen it until they see these people truly desperate and most americans just write it off just saying that they're these people are those are dishonest and they shouldn't be allowed here like some kind of elitist purity kind of idea where it's like we're the least uh, like we're the least deserving out of all of these people because we were born into all of this opportunity. We don't know what it's like all of those people who've suffered every day. They only want a bed to sleep in. they want food to eat at night. That's all they want. And truly the Lord would work through them more than they ever could us because we are so built on pride now. That's the reason why all of these governments, all of these companies, all these people are just slowly falling into madness where they're all just taking everything for themselves and stomping on every single one of their workers, their citizens, taking all that they can because they know they can. Pretending like somehow this is going to seat their power, but then they're going to die as the tyrants that they've become. And they will face judgment by the Lord. And he will say, what have you done for my people? You have done nothing. You have broken the world. You have embraced darkness and you will not have a part of that kingdom. And you have to think of it that way. We're at the end of all of this. We can't run from death. It will come for us and you will be judged. You have to look at all that you are and you have to ask yourself, what have you done for others much more than yourself. What have you done for this world? Because you will be judged. And there are those who do believe and haven't had the opportunity to make a change to the world. And that's that's okay. There's people who would freak out thinking, oh no, I haven't done that. Well, no. If you believe and know that the Lord is God, then you will be saved. But it's the responsibility of knowing that we're given a gift of being able to breathe and live every day. And it's our responsibility to do something. It's our responsibility to do something and no one else will do it until we decide to. And that's why the Lord calls us to do it. Even if it's, if the world calls it crazy, it's said in scripture that the wise will be called foolish and the foolish called wise. Why? Because it's because all of that pride is built around money. So if you're doing something that doesn't make any sense, but is doing some good, they'll call you foolish because because it, it's all built around your career and your position, but that's why the world would never get anywhere if it's built around just finances. It doesn't make any sense. It Because knowing that there's people in this world who have nothing and only ask to be loved, that is why the Lord calls us to do something, because every single one of us is made in the image of God. We're all wanted and loved. And be, through the Bible... To the very end of time, he has made a promise to keep us, to hold us, to protect us. And he is just, as Christ did, he cried with us, he bled with us. He knows that pain, he knows that suffering, and he wants to save every last one of you. If there's people listening who have asked to call for help, to have someone hear them. And then to those, who have the opportunity to do something and are called, you are the one to lead those people to be able to have hope and life again, because the Lord calls us to be those hands in a place of warfare between light and dark. It's most people forget about the devil thinking that, oh, God lets all of this suffering happen. We're doomed to die. And, and over and over, it's just no, 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 no. He is trying to save you. And he's calling you to do it. We can all be the heroes of that story by, by the, the debt we're bound by honor to the Lord. He died to give us an opportunity, a chance. And to that point, when Christ finally gave himself up on that cross, there wasn't a chance because we were still bound by blood. We were still bound by death and to those who died before and believed in God i know they will be saved on the second coming they will be raised from their graves and resurrected but bef- but before christ what what death would have proclaimed was that we're all doomed to die and then we'll be brought back to the earth to nothing cuz we're cuz our bodies are flesh our souls can't be with the holy spirit so we're disconnected from god which I said there's different time dimensions for with the Trinity and the whole the whole the Holy Spirit. So I know their souls are safe, but they couldn't go to heaven until the Lord decides to come back. And then it's said in Revelation that this is already done. There's an ending to the story. It's already done in some different interpretation of time outside of it. Like like time is a time is in motion, but the Lord is standing out of it, seeing the ending point. Where all all of this, the demonstrations of his goodness and his love is done through us because he wants to save every last one of us so we can make a choice to live. He's not here to let this suffering happen. He's trying to save us from it. And those who have all their possessions, that's why he says to give it up, you have a chance to help them. And if you don't do it, then you can't be a part of that kingdom. You can't truly change the world until you decide to give it all up to bear a cross for their sake, because he did it for you. If there's no excuse, if he, that's why you can't lie to yourself Where most people would say, Oh, I'll just ask for forgiveness later. I'll do all of this. And that, if you know that the Lord is watching you and that you're bound by that blood debt and you still do something, you're lying to yourself and, is, and it is even worse than not knowing because when they put him up on that cross, Christ said, forgive them, Lord. They don't know what they're doing. They did not know and therefore you cannot hate them because they did not know but if you know and still do it there's no greater sin than that if you knew and you didn't do anything it is the very same as you standing and watching and letting it happen and you will be convicted for that you have to do something because you know and you're convicted and called to do something and we all know that Jesus that the lord is god And that he gave himself on a cross to give us that chance. This is all one in a totally justified, glorified sense. This is one big rescue mission, one love story to show that he said over and over, I love you and I will carry you to the end. And I had to, I still am living through that statement with my fiance and I feel that every day knowing that no matter what, you will not let them go until you see this come to pass. And the goodness and glory of the Lord is shown through it. And it's having faith that the Lord is carrying you through this. If you're called, he was going to protect you. He won't let you fall. Even if something happens, there is some, some aspect to it where Perhaps he was rescuing you from a certain situation that he, or just his inner working is everywhere. It's flowing like nature itself, like a river. Everything works together. There's a reason why things happen, but then there's the aspect of knowing, however, this world is broken and fallen to evil. And he is on one big heroic mission to save us and using us as, those disciples, those heroes, those hands and feet to reach out to others where they don't have a chance. And that is the one calling that we're supposed to use all of our opportunity for. And the same goes for building a career around it. If you can form a career and a foundation which you could picture like the kingdom of David and Solomon, where they built up this kingdom built on greatness and showing the glory of God. If you can build it up in honor and the calling that we're meant to be, then that is the greatest victory of life. And that is the hardest thing to do because there's a pursuit of money, which can be cheap, quick and broken because it's looking out for yourself. But if you can combine That that foundation, that legacy with with helping the world and benefiting it, that is the greatest combination of victory you could ever imagine. Because the Lord doesn't say just to give up everything and live poor. No, he says to utilize it as you are called because you have a responsibility to save them and love them. Because they have no one to come for them until the Lord sends you. And we're all convicted to do so. If you've heard God's word, if you know all of this, then he's called out to you too. Every last one of us are worthy to be saved because he gave our lives. He gave He gave his life to save our lives. He gave our lives a chance. and And us breathing and being able to have a home, food, shelter was all a blessing to buy us time and give us a chance. And he's calling you to do something. Through this podcast, that's why I started this was because I've always, I used to write and make posts on Facebook, but even then I was still hiding from my voice and hiding what I could do. And perhaps it's the same story as maybe Moses, where the Lord called me as a stu- as a stutterer to do something. And to be that that. Irony, but I do it because I. it was through the the experience I've had with my fiance, with what we've suffered through together. Her pain is my pain. Her joy is my joy. Every day I live to see that smile and also to do this because I know the impact that it makes to someone who never felt loved, who never felt wanted because until we fell in love, she had nobody. And she thought they've, she said that citizens in Uganda, because they have no way out and live poor, starving with no food to eat or places to sleep at night, they call their country, the footstool of the world. And the United States sits in the chair. That's what she said, that that's how they view them where nobody, they, People claim that they wanted they would do anything to help the poor, to see them happy. But the minute they're called to do something, they say, No, not for me. This is my money. This is my foundation. And until you see the suffering these people go through, you can't even imagine. You were you're compelled to do something. Because truly there are people who have no way out. You would look for a solution. Most Americans have that blessing where they can do something. But there's people in the world like Afghanistan, like the Ukraine, Africa, India, and so many other countries where they don't know what to do. They don't know who is going to hear them. They don't know who cares. And they just pray that somebody will, will finally come, and that is our role. And I feel that the blessings we have in the United States, in established nations, that is our responsibility to do something, but not just to them, don't get me wrong. I mean, all of those around you, being the light in the world and being the better person bound by honor, bound by integrity and the, the blood debt of Christ on that cross, you were called to be better. You were called To be better and there's so many people in the world now who wouldn't even hear that news and for those who never heard it that is who the lord tells us to go reach because they are the ones who need to hear it the most if you've heard it and you decided no well that is your choice then but for those who have not heard yet he wants to give them a chance because the end is coming All of this that's going on is written in revelations, everything around us, all of this chaos and everything going on around us is plain. But at the same time, it's when the Lord is working more than ever, because all the things that are going on are the work of evil, the work of the devil. And it was once described as the devil's like a dog on a leash who is being let further and further out. And then once the second coming finally comes, the Lord will execute that dog and then glory will come. And the reason for all of it is, is because it's one epic story being played out to show that his love overcomes all. And by the Trinity, God knows the ending. Christ is living it with us. And the Holy spirit is making sure it all comes together in the best way it possibly can. And it is warfare where The Lord wants to reach all of us, but the world is bound by darkness and you now have the right to do something by the sacrifice of the cross. Your soul is free. You have a choice. You are free. And he wants us to all be a part of that plan. I've felt that so adamantly for so long because even Christ has said, I have not come to unite. I've come to bring a sword. I've come to separate those who believe and those who do not, even your family, even all of those around you, because the true, the true disciples will come out when they are convicted. There are those who will abandon their task and those who will uphold it. He did not come to unite and say all are, all are, just find exactly where they are. He's come to liberate them. He's come to save them from death. And that takes a leader. It takes a king. But it also took Christ to show that he's willing to bleed and fight with you to do it. He's not just going to sit there and watch. He's always fighting with you. And he won't let go. He won't let go as long as you don't let go. Because this is That's why in the Bible, he directly says that, The church is his bride. This is a marriage. This is a union of trust, faith, love, and hope that has to stand through all things like you are bound by it. Like there's a ring on your finger. Like you are with the Lord in this until the end. No compromise. Because he knows that pain and he has suffered with you. And he knows that you have so much that you want to finally do. And to be freed of the pain that we felt for so long, he wants to help you to do that. But that takes following him, even if it doesn't make any sense. Because I have stood up against my own family and those around me. And I've said, this is what the Lord calls us to do. And I don't care if I have to give everything up, it's worth it because there are those who live day by day praying that salvation will finally come. And we are the hands and feet to do that. There is no escaping that calling. You have to know that. It is, And that is where glory will come. That is where life begins. Is seeing the change we can make in others' lives. It's never about the money. You will be soulless and alone because you never did anything that was truly good. Within the Lord's plan, everything that is good begins with God. Every happiness and joy we feel comes from the Lord's goodness and mercy. And it's like that shining light on a dark day. He's there and he's breaking through the veil. He's His angels and those on earth are fighting this war every single day. And the devil will do everything he can to stop it. And it is stated in scripture which i will start to mark all of the the verses for y'all but to keep it concise the lord has stated multiple times that he does not let this pain happen he is helping us to to be free from it it's uh, it's the it's the pain of sin and this earth that causes it and through all of it, he wants to show his glory by the way he shines through it. And that is one factor that so many people will bring up that they'll say that the Lord doesn't care because I've been through so much. And and that's where the Lord says, that's why I told you that I, That's why I've told you all of this. It's why you're listening to this podcast. It's why there are are those called by God through me, through people around me. It's the voice of the Lord saying there's a chance and it's not up to him to make that choice for you. It wouldn't be from love then it'd be control, but he is human and sees through our eyes and he wants us to live but you have to make a choice to do that cuz that's the most effective out of any choice that could be forced he wants to see you live and i feel that more and more right now this this world needs it more than ever it's it feels like it's it can feel like it's falling apart but it's because the less that people have believed the greater the darkness has become that is why things are happening the way it is it's because that light is fading and it's up to you to shine that light again. You can be a hero in the story. You can be the light where no one else sees it. You can shine it on the hill again and show them that there's hope. Because in the story of Jonah, to this day, the, the revival of Nineveh is known as one of the greatest revivals in known history. It was a people similar to you could perceive as the i forget whether it was the aztecs or the mayans a very violent and bloodthirsty or maybe that could be taken the wrong way a, just the the Ninevites were some of the most violent people in that region and the Lord sent Jonah to go speak to them. And Jonah even said he doesn't want to because those evil, those evil people don't deserve to live. And God said, you will. He, Jonah even tried to run and he had him swallowed up by a fish so that he could be with him and tell him why he needs him to do it and that he will go. And he did. And just through that preaching, converted every single citizen from the king down. Every last one of them repented because they've never heard the word of the Lord. They didn't think they were doing anything wrong until they heard that conviction, that judgment. Because the Lord said, if you don't repent, I will judge you. And they repented. And I think they said it was in the number of 600,000 people all in just a few days, they all from the king down repented and were saved by the Lord. And to this day, I don't know why he chose them to be revived, but I think it was a showing that he wants to reach all, no matter what their crimes or their sins, because there are those who've never known a better way. And they don't know what they've done, as Christ said, when they put them, when they put Christ on that cross, he said, forgive them for they don't know what they do. They don't know what they're doing. And he feels for every last soul on this earth, no matter how evil or wrong they can be. There's darkness on this earth that takes all that they can. And he wants us to be free. And he calls it every last one of us to do it. And then even further to extend those hands to go farther. This world is built on a story. It's not built on just surviving, making money and working until you die. It's built around the day by day change and the legacy you build of those around you and the lives you touch because it is one epic love story and this story will have a happy ending thank you all for listening and i hope to improve more and more on this the best thing y'all can do for us is to support us um anchor which is a spotify um, branch it's they do support subscription subscription donations y'all can do per month which are just a dollar up to ten dollars we have a gofundme which i can put in the in the description for my fiance and I, cause we're still struggling um, day by day. We're barely uh, making it by, but we're we're still making it, but we're all alone doing it. And I want to be able to focus on doing this podcast and doing more and more. And I know we can, and y'all can be the change for that. We also have a our main page is on Facebook. All of our content is shared cause we also have live streams just 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 for fun and hopefully soon I can do live audio rooms which is just like this except it's live and I can take questions and I am more than happy to talk for hours cuz I've literally had my voice held back for over 20 years so <laughs> more than happy and I appreciate all of you and thank you for the support and I hope to do more and more and I will talk to you all soon thank you all for listening And take care.